Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Alpstead, sitting down with co-host, Mr. Keith Myers, here to discuss the uh, Week 8 game, the Giants, yeah. the surging Giants at 6-1, and one, uh, leading the NFL uh, in the NFC East, coming in to face the 4-3 first place in the NFC West, Seattle Seahawks. How you doing, Keith? I'm doing good. Um, it's this is this is this is an interesting game that we did not expect to be interesting. No, uh, nobody thought this was interesting. Coming in, coming into the season, uh, both these teams were thought to be last in their division, and instead, uh, the Seahawks are in first. The Giants are in second, only because the Eagles are undefeated. Um, the Giants only have one loss, so this game is a far better and more impactful game than anyone could have possibly guessed. New coach, Brian DeBall is doing a great job there. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got the team feeling confident. They're winning games late. Um, they've been in every game. Every game has been a, you know, a one-score game for them, but they're, they're coming on the, out on the right side, uh, six and one. Daniel Jones is the quarterback. He's kind of still who we think he is. He's, he's a decent athletic quarterback who struggles uh, with with completion percentage, but they seem to be moving the ball with him on the ground effectively with Saquon Barkley coming yeah. back fully from the injury he had a couple of years ago. Uh, now in the second season past that, and he's really kind of uh, very effective at running the ball, averaging over 103 yards a game. 
uh, doing so and 5.2 yards per carry. And um, yeah, so it's a, it's a team that's that's to be reckoned with. Their defense, their uh, secondary is is pretty decent, uh, holding teams uh, quarterbacks under uh, 90 quarterback rating uh, overall and under 60% completion percentage uh, for quarterbacks to face them. So this seemingly uh, on little inspection looks like it's going to be a schlog of a game. It's going to be a running game. Both teams are going to want to run the ball and run it effectively. To me, the X Mm -hmm. factor seems to be Geno Smith, Keith. Well, yeah, because the Seahawks have the ability to throw the ball and the Giants kind of don't. Uh, And so that become that, I mean, that's kind of what the Seahawks can lean on. Both of these defenses are bad at stopping the run. So there's going to be a lot of running, but Seahawks have gotten better lately. The Seahawks have. The last two weeks, you texted me earlier today and said for over the last two weeks, the Seahawks have the number one DVOA defense, um, which I find phenomenal. It's, it's true. I it's find true. That, I, that is that is incredible, especially because they were like 31st before that. Yeah, well, <laughs> just in the last two weeks. So cumulative, they've, they've gone from 31st, though, to 19 on defense mm-hmm. uh, just in, the, in in these last two games, that improvement has really moved them up into uh, a league average type of defense, which we talked about uh, for the last couple of weeks would be a, a great improvement for this team. And you combine that with the top five offense, at least as far as scoring and and um, efficiency, third down conversions, all that kind of stuff, um, that would put Seattle in a position to maybe make it into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that you look at um, – you know, I, the offense, you know, we are, we're seven games into the season. This offense is what it is. It is um, one that's going to move the ball. It's going to put up points. Uh, we can all take all of our um, Geno Smith takes from up this off season about, oh my God, this is a team. If you're running with him, you're tanking um, and recognize that. No, Not in this, this offense. Is a, this, this is, no, this this, is that's, it. That those takes were wrong, and this offense looks good, and it's looked good against um, a bunch of teams. They've only had they've had one really bad game that was against San Francisco. They've had some other halves um, that weren't good, but they've started putting together more complete games recently, uh, including the last two weeks. And yeah, Arizona's defense is bad, but you know whose defense isn't bad? That would be um, the Chargers, and they just ran up the score on the Chargers. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm liking what we see from uh, from this offense. And you go with an offense that's top five, you only need a league average defense to go in and make the playoffs. And for them to be up at 19th overall, despite how bad it was early on, it shows you just how dominant they've been the last two weeks. And And room to improve. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just kind of coming into to uh, to their own. Uh, Quandre Diggs had a press conference this afternoon and talked about how the team struggled early and attributed that to just not being familiar with uh, with each other, not trusting each other, playing some rookies and keep you know, key spots where they were just kind of winging it, really mm-hmm. uh, coming out of the gate. And now they're uh, they've gained some confidence. They're starting to play confidently. And that is enabling them to make plays 
make plays on the ball. We've seen Tariq Woolen have four interceptions already this year in the first seven games, four games in a row, missed last uh, mm-hmm. the last game. But uh, Ryan Neal uh, ended up getting a pick. We've seen Kobe Bryant punch the ball out four times, leads the NFL in that category. Um, so they're, they're doing a great job, I think, overall. And again, have an opportunity to, to kind of build on that in this game, I think. Uh, if they can sl- slow Saquon Barkley down. He's a big back, uh, former, I think, number two overall pick. Uh, in the NFL draft, everyone hated that at the time, um, and and early on, it looked like the detractors the were correct. And um, the last couple of years, he's really come on and made a difference for them. And with a competent coach and a well-rounded offense, and a pretty decent defense, they've kind of put it all together this year, which is ahead mm-hmm. of schedule, um, you know, based on everything that w- that we thought anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm so, just looking at um, looking at some some stats and. Uh, in yards per play when when rushing the ball, um, you know the Giants are fifth in the league um, at five point two. They're they're they are effective and efficient at running the ball. Although I should add that number one in the league would be the our Seattle Seahawks at five yeah. and a half. One of the things yeah. that separates the Giants a little bit is Saquon Barkley is is doing that at five point two as well. But um, Daniel Jones is running the ball so. Uh, they design plays for him uh, to to not only just scramble plays or or broken plays, but they design plays for him uh, to get outside and and run upfield a little bit. Kind of keeps the defenses off balance. He's averaging forty nine yards a game running the ball. Last game he had a, over a hundred yards uh, rushing and a touchdown. So he's he's been very effective um, at doing that. And they've run the ball a lot, Keith. I think they're averaging like one hundred and seventy five yards a game. While he's been effective at running the ball, he has not been effective at throwing the ball. He's um, not. He's not great at that. He is the the Giants are thirty first out of the thirty two teams at uh, yards per pass attempt in the league. And now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Your pulse racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, he's really low completion percentage guy. He's under sixty yeah. percent completion percentage. He's under ninety uh, quarterback ranking um, uh-huh. rating um, for the for the season so far, and doesn't look like that's going to improve much. So they're really riding their running game and then their their defense. But their defense, their run defense is horrible. Uh, they're giving up a, a league leading what five point seven yards per carry on average. Uh-huh. Um, 
and uh, ranked 32nd in defending the run. So um, these these teams are kind of interesting because Seattle's struggled early, especially defending the run. The last couple of weeks, they've been much more effective. So yeah. if we can we can see the current Seahawks defense show up in this game, plus at our run game against their poor defense and then Geno Smith, I think if you look at this game um, even-handedly, it looks like it favors Seattle in you know a bunch of different categories, but the mm-hmm. Giants have have just got this X factor going on where they've got a lot of confidence that the the team is playing hard and playing well for their coach, and they're in games at the end and they seem to be pulling these things out. The other factor I I thought I'd throw out there is the weather. It's supposed to be horrible on Sunday in Seattle. Ninety uh, percent chance of rain and wind, and it's just going to be kind of one of those things so that's something to keep in mind as well um which favors both teams as far as keeping the ball uh, on the ground um one of the cool thing um about seattle is you mentioned early on seattle's ability to run the ball early in the season with um with rashad penny Mm -hmm. and when penny went out we had ken walker uh the third come in and we didn't miss a beat and, and you could almost argue Ken Walker's just got that little X factor as far as just being a, a more of a juke back um, and, and a home run hitter. Now, Penny had some home run uh, opportunities as well, but Ken Walker looks like he can take it from almost anywhere in the field at any moment. Oh, yeah. It's He's, just very exciting. I mean, it, Penny's no slouch in the speed department, um, but Walker is special. I mean, yeah. his, his, his speed... Guys aren't going to catch him. Their defenders are not going to catch him. Um, and that is, uh, it's a difference maker. I mean, um, you can't coach speed, right? You can't teach it. It's just, it, you either have it or you don't. And he does. He's got elite speed. Um, and that's the type of thing that you, he's going to break one. He's going to break at, at least one a game and just take it. Um, you know, for 40, 50 yards and it can change a game when he does it. So it is a, it's a, it's a big thing. I mean, Saquon's a guy that's going to get his yards because he runs smart. He's agile. He runs with power. Um, but he isn't a guy that's going to take what looks like a, it's going to be a five yard rush and turn it into a 50 yard rush just by outrunning guys to the corner. Not at this stage. Not after that devastating knee injury he had. No, he still runs effectively and with power. Oh, but he's, he his lateral extreme. quickness is is a little dropped off. Yeah, I mean he's he's incredibly effective. He's um, probably going to be a Pro Bowler this year if he stays healthy. Like I, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. Uh, I mean Marshawn Lynch was never a breakaway guy, um, and but uh, Walker can be, and he can be in a way that you just don't see a lot of. Uh, in the NFL right now, and he's just been exciting to watch run. Yeah, and it's just getting started. Just getting started. I mean, he's only really been in three games. I mean, I've been an effective runner for Seattle for three games this year. Um, wanted to mention a few players coming back. So, uh, or not coming back necessarily. Uh, some of those are uh, Bruce Irvin, uh, Coach Carroll said, is going to get more snaps this week. Uh, he played twenty-four of the seventy-one defensive snaps against the Chargers. 
if he's going to play more, um, that means somebody else is going to play less. So mm-hmm. we'll see what that means at the linebacker position. Um, because everyone seems to be playing well. So if you're going to take more snaps away from Daryl Taylor, I'm not sh- exactly sure if that makes a lot of sense. Uh, well, we'll, I, we'll see. It, it, depend, it depends on what you're asking him to do. I mean, one of the things that Bruce Irvin was great at when he was in Seattle was his ability to do what Daryl Taylor has failed at, you know, so far this season. And that set the edge mm-hmm. against the run and be mm-hmm. able to, no matter what they throw out there on the play side of the ball, to not let the, the play get outside of him. And, and how important again, will that be in this game? Extremely. And so in a game like this, where you're looking at, um, you know, a team that's going to run the ball just over and over and over again, and they're not going to do much through the air. You you can't make mistakes against the run. The other thing that we might see is we might see him more and instead of Cody Barton at the inside linebacker spot and giving him an opportunity to use some of that speed and, mm. um, you know, playmaking ability in there. Just got to, sorry, Cody Barton is not, he's not, the guy he, he just isn't it yeah. and finding other players that they can get snaps for in that spot has helped the defense get better a couple other players i'll mention phil haynes cleared to practice today so they uh, spotted him from the booth um uh injured uh with a little bit of a concussion uh thing happening during the game came out didn't come back in uh, but has been cleared to practice and did practice today. Gabe Jackson also cleared to practice. He's uh, the player that um, that Phil Haynes took over for for a while. We saw Jake Curhan in there. Um, so Gabe Jackson's practicing doesn't necessarily mean he'll start, but he's out there. DK Medcalf's feeling better today, quote-unquote, but team will hold him out Wednesday and Thursday as a precaution, and they will reevaluate. Um, don't, expect I, DK, don't expect DK to play this week. Um, I, I wouldn't, but yeah. you never know. Uh, I I I think you game plan and you you plan as if he's not going to be in there, and you if he's there with that knee injury, you're still going to. Um, what was what was that it. knee injury again? Was it a? It was a it was a, a patellar tendon injury, but it's not torn, so it doesn't need surgery. Strain. Yeah, and so it's just one of those things that um, I expect them to hold him out make sure there's no inflammation, like that all the stuff go down and, and, and make sure they're not like doing damage to his knee. And I he'll, agree. He'll, he'll be back. Um, but I just don't expect him to play this week. And I don't, I don't know if they need him this week, given um, just how much the giants defense has struggled stopping the run. And that's just going to set up play action pass. And you look mm-hmm. at, um, you know, Tyler Lockett being one of the most effective um, receivers in the NFL at getting open right now. It, I think they, it, I think they can afford to rest him and not rush him out there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Derek young is ready to take any snaps at all in this game and be activated. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Uh, Penny Hart's not quite ready to go uh, according to Pete uh, to Pete um let's talk about where the teams kind of rank 
um, in the NFL as far as offense and defense and in some different categories. Keith, do you want to kind of run with this a little bit? Yeah. So um, looking at this, I mean, you've got um, you. There's some really interesting things that kind of come in here when you start looking at the rankings, and you know, you look at like um, I just want to go to to roll with defense first because I think that's going to be a lot of what decides this game. Um, like rushing yards per game, right? Uh, the uh, defensively, oh, I'm, that's why I'm hold on, switch that button. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, no great radio deal. we have got here. Um, <laughs> you know, so so Seattle's 29th because they were just getting run over earlier in the season. Um, but the uh, the Giants aren't any better. They're 28th. And whereas Seattle's had this big defensive turnaround in the last two weeks, the Giants haven't. Yeah. This is just where who they are. Um and you know, you that's yards per game. You look at um, I know. think I, I think I texted you earlier today about the DBO rank, uh, DBOA rankings, and Seattle. Yeah. The last two games, their uh-huh. defense has been ranked overall first in the NFL, which has yeah. taken their overall DBOA uh, defensive rankings from thirty-first to nineteenth. That's a huge jump in. That's two a weeks. huge jump. But it shows you how good they've been over the last couple of weeks. I think so they what well, they held the better. Cardinals, you know, rushing to you know under sixty or seventy, and then they held um, the Chargers to fifty-five yards overall. Mm-hmm. So that really does help. makes it makes a huge difference. It it helps that neither of those teams are particularly good at running the ball. That's not what they do. They throw the ball a lot. Sure. Um, this is going to be a new a different challenge for them. But you know, you look at um, I mentioned this already. Yards per play you know, rushing the ball. Seattle one. Uh, the Giants five. These are teams that can run the football. Um, yeah. You know, go through and you look at, um, you know, yards per game throwing the ball, though, and you're going to re- realize that Seattle is right in the middle of the pack at 16th, and the Giants are way down at 30th. So even though, like, I mean, Gina's been playing well, but he still plays for Pete Carroll. Like, they're not going to run, they're not running up huge st- um, throwing numbers. Because they're running the ball so well, but right. and his numbers are are efficient. Yeah, and whereas you know the the Giants, I mean they're they're sitting at thirtieth um, in the league. They are a team that does not throw the ball well. The only teams worse are the Falcons, who are throwing the ball, um, you know, far less times per game. Just because they don't, they only throw like ten passes a game. So the last couple of weeks, and then the Bears that just have not been able to figure out what a passing game is. Um, so can is there an opportunity here for Seattle to slow down the Giants' run, rushing attack? I think they attack? can. I mean, the fact that, that Seattle's um, playing pretty well in the back end right now with um, Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant, Diggs, Ryan Neal, uh, Mike Jackson. You know, they're they're back the back end of their defense. I think they can they can stand to not drop a, and have this big like umbrella coverage in this game because the giants aren't going to throw the ball a lot and get those extra bodies up near the line of scrimmage where they can uh, commit to stopping the run and, and Saquon. The strategy for beating the giants is stop the running game and make uh, Daniel Jones beat you. And the problem that they, that teams have had so far this year. And the reason why the, the giants are, um, are six and one is that nobody's stopping the run. 
<laughs> so even though everyone knows that that's how you beat them, nobody's been able to do it. Yeah. Um, and so that it that that comes down to you know what Seattle wants to do: get up there, stop the run, make Daniel Jones beat you because he's not going to beat you. Yeah. He's just not that guy. Conversely, I think teams like to be able to throw against the Giants. Um, they can run against them pretty easy, but they're also throwing against them. But the Giants defense is is holding quarterbacks under 90 uh, quarterback rating and um, p- completion percentage under 60. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's an interesting stat to me. So it'll be, to me, it's going to come down to, you know, the time of possession and rushing and uh, third down conversion rate and turnovers in this game, especially if the weather's the factor. Yep. Um, and so... Um, Saquon Barkley does scare me a little bit on this defense. You know, I hate to see the Seahawks revert to uh, defensive performances from earlier in the season um, as far as giving up um, big chunk yards against the the run. Yeah. I, those are going to come. I, you know, Seahawks fans, I think, just need to expect that Saquon Barkley is going to have three or four uh, yards of over 15, you know, carries over 15 yards. It just is going to happen, but you've got to limit those. You've got to limit those, um, big chunk plays and big plays in general. And, um, if, if that's all you're giving up is four or five of those things. Um, and overall though, you're, you're holding them yardage wise to close to 300 yards in a game. Uh, and Seattle can, can kind of dominate the the time of possession and Ken Walker kind of goes off on this thing. And Gino kind of plays within himself. This thing, I think, is going to end up being in Seattle's favor. Um, it's just going to be one of those games, though, where it's going to be a frustrating game to watch, I think. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. I could be surprised. Um, but I don't know that Seattle's necessarily going to go out there and take a bunch of chances with a team that's trying to beat them through attrition. Um, it, it's just going to be one of those back-and-forth games, I think. Gino and company need to hold on to the football, protect it, not be afraid to um to punt it because the giants aren't gonna i mean they're not gonna run up the score that's not who they are no. um but they're gonna protect score maybe gotta, 20 points in this game yeah they've got to protect the protect the football and um that really is what they've got to do i mean i'm looking at um at third down percentages and offensively you know seattle's fourth in the league with only buffalo kansas city and cincinnati better um, and defensively, though, you've got the um, the Giants that sit there at um, sixth in the league at 34%. They're, they've been good on third down, which is part of how they've got to where they are. Um, mm-hmm. And so you've got to win third down if you're, if you're the Seahawks. You've got to be able to extend drives and uh, move the ball, make sure that you're getting points. And if you can do that, if you can, can – uh, you know, get past them in terms of uh, third down percentage and, and and extend drives more than they're used to, you're going to win this game. And that's really why the, so. t- the tight ends in this game could be the X factor um, with Noah Fant and Will Disley and even Parkinson being a red zone target. If we get the opportunities to be in the red zone, we need to be able to convert those into touchdowns, not just field goals. Uh, it's the wind's going to be, you know, it says right now 15 miles an hour. It could be a little higher than that. It's 90% chance of rain. The, the kicking game in this thing is, could get ugly. Um, so we need to be able to take the opportunities to convert uh, those red zone opportunities into touchdowns as well. And I think tight ends are going to be a big factor in that. Yeah. So um, interestingly, 
the Giants do not intercept the football this year. Uh, they are last in the league in interception percentage at just 0.43%. Wow. What do they have? One interception? Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, so that's, that's not, that is not um, who they are. And they also don't, and part of that is that they don't get off to the quarterback. Um, uh, well, their um, sacks per pass attempt is, you know, 23rd in the league at 5.65%. So their pass defense, you can, you can beat that. I mean, comparatively, uh, if you you want to think about it, Seattle is um, 18th in the league in interception percentage at five times what uh, the Giants is um, at 2.09%, and their sack attempt is at 7.11. Um, so that's and that's good for 14th. So you've got a situation where Seattle has an advantage, I think, in that. The defense just isn't that good for New York. They run the ball, they keep the other team off the field, and they they just make the game super frustrating, and they found a way to win these really close games. But I don't think that's I don't think this overall is a good defense. I think though that if you looked at Seattle statistically, you could probably say the same thing if you were a New York Giants fan and be pretty optimistic about their Sure, but the difference that I see is that you have Seattle from the first five games and Seattle from the last two when it comes to their sure. defense. Sure. Seattle made some significant changes schematically to what they're doing, and it's made a massive change in the results on the field. And yeah. it's um, pretty exciting, really. I don't see anything like that in, um, in, you know, in the Giants. They're they've been very consistent in terms of what they do. So I just think that. Seattle has the better offense overall because they can throw it and the Giants can't. And honestly, you look at this and it's hard not to say that the the defenses are at least equal. Um maybe equally bad, but at least equal. And I yeah. it really just it's also at home. You know, it's 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 in Seattle and we know what the fans do there and the you know, the twelves and, and the impact they can have on a game. Uh, this game really does kind of lean, um, you know, towards Seattle. And and towards the last possession. I mean, when I say one-score games, these guys have been in close games. Yeah, that's uh, all they've played. Every Titans, game is 20, within 21, 20, 19, 16, 27, 22, 20 to 12, 24, 20, 23, 17. And these guys have just been kind of eking them out. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I... You you just kind of want to say it's just an aberration, but you know, being six and one in the NFL is six and one in the NFL, and it's 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 tough to do. Uh, yep. But is this is this the week that Seattle can kind of overcome that and um, really jump ahead in the NFC West? Yeah, I mean, I look at, at all of this, and, and I know that people say that winning one score games is not repeatable, and I think statistically there's some evidence for that, but. At the same time, look what Pete Carroll has done in his time in Seattle. Like he consistently mm-hmm. wins these close games in a way that defies logic in terms of what you see outside of Seattle. And uh, the New York Giants have been doing just that. I mean, a one a one point game, a three point game, uh, an eight point game, a five point game, a four point game, and a six point game. That those are their. They haven't had a double digit win. Eight one touchdown is the clo- is the furthest they've been. Um, ahead 
in, yeah. in these games. And, and they're some, not scoring a lot of points. I mean, they haven't scored over 27 points. Yeah. And the only time they, the, you know, they did that was uh, against the Packers. But yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of scoring right around 20 for this team. And right. I don't think 20 points beat Seattle. I think the offense is too good. Yeah. That's why I'm saying my, you know, my final score is Seattle 27 giants, 17. I just, mm-hmm. I don't even think that the giants are going to score that much against Seattle. I just, I feel like Seattle's defense now has turned the corner. Um, I saw it last week against the chargers and that was good enough for me to kind of show me that this thing's repeatable and they've turned the, the corner on this thing. And this is kind of what we're going to see now the rest of the year, maybe even improve upon uh, the changes that they have made. Uh, everyone's getting used to playing as far as the rookies are concerned. We're seeing big contributions from Boye Mafe, Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant. You've got a uh, corner in, in Jackson that's, that's really good. Trey Brown's uh, coming back to practice this week. He's going to come back. I think there's opportunities here, Keith, to to really improve and and kind of get to nine or ten wins. If you're the, uh, a Seahawk fan, uh, that's pretty exciting. In addition to that, while we're winning, the Broncos are losing. We're still going to get those high draft picks, even even though we're winning. And this is the, absolutely the best case scenario that I don't think anybody could have imagined heading into the season. So, oh no, it's it's it. There was so many, there were so many things that had to fall right in order for Seattle to be good and be a playoff team. And I went through those on one show, like it's in, in, you know, and you were like, and this and that, and, and this, you were kind of mocking this, me a this. little bit. Well, because, because it's, it, <laughs> it was improbable. I'll just it was, it was, a, it was highly improbable that every single one of those ifs. Yes. Actually right. hit. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, man, these, those, this rookie class is fun and they're good. Um, yeah. so the, uh, Vegas has the Seattle favored by three, um, which I think is low, honestly. Um, but the over-under they've got set at uh, 45 and a half. They do not expect a lot of points in this game. That's about right. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that's a, that's a good line. I mm-hmm. think Seattle by three is a little low. Um, so what do you got? Uh, I'm right in. I'm right in line with what you guys are. What you were saying. I don't think this is the time when the Giants lose by double digits for the first time, though. Uh, I see this as uh, they're going to get a lot of field goals and maybe not a lot of um, touchdowns for the Giants will, and they're going to get to like 19, and Seattle's going to be able to get to 27. Um, and so I think, yeah, we're sitting at another eight-point game where. If the Giants are thinking, hey, if we get the ball at the end, we can score a touchdown, get that two-point conversion post-overtime. Right. But they can't depend on a quarterback that can't throw. And, and Pete Carroll's a really good coach, you know, at, at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they're they're good at, at the end of games. And uh, we haven't seen Geno Smith have to go win a game yet. Maybe that's a, a situation that needs to happen. Um, but I'm not sure in this game that he's going to be called upon to do that. I think this is going to be a running game. Um, where we're going to be uh, winning this battle in the trenches. And I like our chances. I really do. Um, we haven't seen our guys have to fight, dogfight it out in a, in a running battle yet this year, but I think the team has that capability um, to be able to do that. So uh, I'm pretty excited. I don't necessarily want to see a dreary, rainy, windy game. Those are always, um, they kind of take the, 
the benefit they're of they're not, they're not quite as fun but they they take kind of the the all of the x factors out of it and and it's just one of those things where it's you know sometimes it is the bounce of the ball in the nfl and mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't necessarily like those because it it takes a little bit of the the knowns out of um out of the the ability to to predict um but uh i expect seattle to come away with this and be five and three uh at the end of the day on sunday yeah i agree i i think so too and um i just i see it can it being rainy and wet and a slog and the cx need to hold on to the football take care of the ball don't turn it over and you win this game i really think so um looking through i i, I pulled up the the the, the odds just so I could, you know, get in there and see what, what Vegas thought of this game. Um, and I just had to scroll through the bills are favored over the Packers. Do you want to guess by how much? Uh, wow. Uh, 11. Exactly. 11. Wow. That is a fantastic guess. Uh, I just, that is so weird to me because the green Bay looked like they were going to be the team that was mm-hmm. just, because the rest of the NFC looked so looked so not worthwhile, but Green Bay just has not lived up to their talent at and all. And the 49ers are starting to falter a little bit now, um, yeah. which opens it up for the for the Seahawks. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. not the Seahawks at this point? What a great story! Could be, I mean, yeah. really? I mean, San San Francisco is one and a half point favorites over the Rams this weekend. That'll be an interesting game. It will be an interesting game because if the, um, no matter what, one of those teams is going to lose. And so that just keeps Seattle, you know, right there at the mm-hmm. top of the division. Um, yeah. Cause right now we're half game of, uh, ahead of, uh, Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I don't, I don't really care at this point. It's so no, I don't early either. For, it's... for one of those teams. I do like the idea that one of them will lose. Absolutely. But one yeah. of them will win. Um, and I probably would like the the Rams to win because we've already lost against the 49ers. Yeah. Arizona's favored to, or is, is um not favored to win. They're 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 underdogs as well in this uh this week. So uh by more than a field goal, three and a half points. Yeah. I mean, Seattle being favored by three against the Giants is on a neutral field. That's an even game. So I, yeah, I don't know. A, I, I, but it's I think Seattle should game. be up. I think Seattle should be up a little bit more than that. I think so. Too. But I, again, I'd the Giants the are six and one and you're I'd dealing with an four, East Coast four and team. A half. Um, here is, here's the one for you though. The Jacksonville Jaguars are favored over Denver. Ooh, in London. Yeah. Did you hear that? Um, Russell Wilson worked out on the plane uh, on the way over there, stretched and worked out and and did some high jumps and all that stuff in the aisles for four hours while his teammates slept. I'm sure that was an enjoyable flight for his teammates, but it, it's completely fitting. So he, and, and Russell got off the plane and declared himself ready to play in this game. Declared himself, not the coach. Declared himself. Not the coaches, not the doctors. Right, who, they're right, the ones who are holding right. him out. He declared so Does this himself. not sound familiar to you? Like it totally with, does with the finger situation. Look what happened last year. Exactly. Look what he, happened. He declared himself ready to play, and he went out there and laid three consecutive eggs um, while we while his finger was still not healthy, and he couldn't 
do Russell Wilson things until yeah, I hope that I hope the coach, you know, puts him on the bench. I think he needs that. I think he needs to be humbled a little bit. You know, I just I I love the kid. I love the guy. I think he's been a great player for Seattle, but they're gonna they're losing control of that team. <laughs> And, well, uh, yeah, Hackett's not Hackett's not surviving this season either way. So it doesn't seem like it. It really doesn't, especially when you have Sean Payton, who's kind of a free agent out there, um, like basically opening auditioning for the job um, as an analyst, saying, "Here's how to fix this team. This yeah. is what you have to do." And I mean, I yeah, they'd have to give up some draft pick or something to the Saints because the Saints still hold his rights because he's under contract, but um, it won't be that much. And I, I just, I don't see do how... They hold, do they hold it after this season? I believe they do because hmm. um, he had two years left on his contract. Interesting. So, well, let's get out of here. So everyone enjoy the game. It's, it, you know, enjoy the season, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what happens, I... I think the Seahawks have turned the corner. We used to, I, I go into every game kind of fearful of them reverting to some bad team. And um, this is not a bad team. Uh-uh. This is a, this is a good team. This is a good team that can run the ball. This is a good team when uh, Geno Smith is effective, his high per, uh, percentage completions. Uh, he's able to get the ball all over the place. He's, he's using the field. I really like the the offense that they're running right now. The disguises, the defense is coming around. They're fast. They're young. They're hungry. It's just so fun. I I just can't even say enough. Geno leads so any, the NFL in completion percentage through seven games. Through seven games, leads the and we're in first place. Yeah, and and we were the third seed. And if playoffs start today, yep. Unbelievable. All Isn't right, this crazy. It's just yeah. Crazy. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. You know where the show's at. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share it if you like it. And um, so we'll see you next time. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWC Hawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.